Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, 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 our friends, and welcome to Believe in the Dallas Cowboys. It is Cowboys and Lions. It is preview time, and I have many ways to take the conversation today. Cowboys defense over the last month, why they can turn it around right now, Tyron Smith things. We're loaded up. I'm Jeff. Jeff Cavanaugh, 97 won the freak. Hold on. That's me. And that over there, if you're watching on YouTube, is Jesse Holly, former Cowboys wide receiver. Look at looking good today. Oh, Jesse Holly went 77 yards. It must be a reality show. All right, Jesse, I need to tell you that um, our guys at Bet Online bring you this presentation. You got the NFL Bowl season Pop Tart Bowl yesterday, highlight of my week. The NBA's in full swing. Mavericks tried their best without Luka. Bet Online, they're there to keep you uh, updated. All the up to the, the second odds, news, info. Bet Online, all the sports wagering info available you need with both desktop and mobile access. Head there today to get into the action. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V. Get your fifty percent welcome bonus. What's Hello, the number Jesse. one? What's the number one pop tart seed? Strawberry. Mm. You can disagree, but let me just throw this at you about pop tarts. Um, people judge me every time I say it, but did you ever toast your pop tarts and then butter the top after it was warm? I've never buttered the top. Always have to toast them though. What? I never buttered the top. But to me, should brown uh, brown cinnamon, brown cinnamon sugar, one seed strawberry, two seed. Okay, so you're not gonna fight me. You just have a, you just have another one. I um I like the fruit flavors. Like I like fruit candy over chocolate candy. So anytime that you have the flavors that are fruit variety, in I, I like never did the butter. I, I gotta try the butter over the top. I mean, try the butter. I dare you. I mean, the hell. Let's let's go with this whole uh, you know cholesterol out of out of the wazoo, but. We got to die something. Yeah, but then you just exercise real hard and you turn that cholesterol into muscle or something. <laughs> something like that. Okay, so we got Cowboys and Lions this week. We're forgetting about everything else. The good news is, is that the Dallas Cowboys are at home. Uh, that is the thing that I am putting most of my faith in, that I do believe this is going to be a Cowboys win, but that people won't take much from it because they were at home. And it's like, yeah, that's what they do. They went at home. Talk to me when they went on the road. Uh, but they are playing a team that poses a serious threat in multiple ways that can be a problem for the Cowboys. But Jesse, I'm going to start with one thing. Mike McCarthy said, looks good for Tyron Smith this weekend. Where are you as a football man? Do you look at this as, well, the Cowboys already clinched a playoff spot, and I don't think Philly's going to lose a game, so I need Tyron later, or as soon as you think he can play, you play him. My my only my okay to answer your question, as soon as Tyron's available, you play him, because you're talking about the blind side of your quarterback and the way that Chuma Idoga was letting free rushers, <laughs> and, and notably free rushers that when you, you put left guard, you played as an extra left guard twice, right? <laughs> and when you let notable free rusher that I know for a fact that when you sat down in the offensive meeting and your position meeting. The dude, Bradley Chubb, was a dude that they circled and say, hey, guys, got to block him today. Um, and every time you don't have your best offensive lineman available, you're that close from potentially your quarterback 
being out for a significant period of time, right? Because he gets hit from the blind side. It's a thumb. It's a shoulder. It's an elbow. It's an ankle. It's a knee. So my thing is, it's not for the protection of Tyron Smith, so to speak, or saving him. It's also because, I, I mean, you can you can play football at a legitimately high level without Tyron Smith. You're not playing football, especially in the playoffs, at a legitimately any level of high or efficient without Dak Prescott. So it's it's always, hey, if if he's ready to go, we go. Um, it, it, because for the betterment of the quarterback, that, that's my only real argument on it, whether rest him or play him. It's Chuma is bad enough to consistently, and it's not a one-off thing. Like like Chuma consistently does this. Like he consistently like has these mental brain farts in the course of a game and let guys just scot free go after the quarterback. And that's the last thing that you want at this stage of the season of your quarterback limping into the playoff due to an injury because of a missed block or miss assignment or mental breakdown. Do you mind if I add one thing? Sure. One of my rules, if uh, you let me be the head coach, is which decision that I make will leave me feeling the least stupid if something goes wrong. Because like if I were going, look, guys, we're going to be the five seed, and I need Tyron, so we're going to wait. And then Philly did lose one of their games to one of these crappy teams, and you could have won the division. I would feel so stupid. I have to give myself the opportunity to feel not stupid. So I'm playing Tyron as well. Um, next thing I want to get to, uh, we can do this one really quickly because it's just a report, and I don't know if it's being reported by Jordan Schultz and then everybody else just with common sense or if there's an actual source on the numbers. but. It's that Dak Prescott is expected to get a contract extension and be one of, if not the highest paid quarterbacks in football. Uh, do you think that 30 to 40% of the fan base, despite how Dak has played this year, will still be like, oh, you can't pay Dak the money? Of course. <laughs> it's, it's the Dallas Cowboys. Like, okay. uh, let's move on. I look at the season that um, Dak is having this year. And I suppose I've always been viewed as uh, Dak positive or Dak Homer or whatever, because I can observe that he plays good football and he's good at the job. But the way he has played this year with what he's surrounded with this year, I think just it leaves no doubt. Like, obviously, you're not going to be a team that wins 12 games every year and go, yeah, but boy, I sure do wonder what Trey Lance has. No, I'm good. Yes, Dak, you're gonna get the you're gonna get the number that says Dak is making fifty five to sixty million dollars a year. That's cool. That's the cost of doing quarterback business. And we move on. Okay. And and and, and your last point is going to be that thirty to forty percent. Their point is going to be, but let's just let Dak walk. Let's go with Trey Lance and spend the money other places. That's what their argument is going to be. Their argument is going to be do not pay Dak because there are some people in this world who absolutely positively hate Dak and think there are so many other options out there that can give the Cowboys a better opportunity. I just go, okay, I go, hey, guys, um, you know, look at the landscape in New York City without Aaron Rodgers. They're, they're not that many quarterbacks. Look at the landscape of Pittsburgh who are dying and looking for a quarterback. Look at Denver, who Russ does some great things at times, but sure. 
Uh, we could we could probably use another quarterback. I mean, there are teams that you can look at and you go, boy, you know, if Dak was on that team, that team would probably be, be much, much, much better. But the thing is that people are going to have their opinions and they're going to have their feelings. And sometimes I don't get involved in people's feelings because I understand the facts of the matter. And the facts of the matter is, is that Dak is, uh, when you look at what the league is, there's 32 quarterbacks in the National Football League, 32 starting jobs in the National Football League. You can't tell me that Dak is not better than half of them. And once you break down the half part, you're going, okay, if he's better than half, then here's the number for the half. And then you start breaking down that half and go, where does he fit in the order of that half? Okay, if he's in the if he's in the middle part of that half, then this is what the number that goes in the middle part of that half. That's just the ways that you have to just do business. And the number you may not like, but that's just help. You know, we lived in a time, Jeff, where we had dollar McChickens, okay? We can go down to the good old Mickey D's and get a dollar McChicken, right? Remember those times? Five dollars mm-hmm. used to get you a, a boatload of things down at the local Mickey D's. Well, those days yeah. changed, Jeff. The McChicken yeah. is now about three fifty, brother. You is can't even really? get a McChicken for a dollar anymore. All right, you can't like. You could do Wendy's too. You could, could go get the Junior Bacon Cheeseburger was ninety nine cents. The four piece nugget was ninety nine cents. The small drink was ninety nine cents. You could build a hell of a meal for three bucks. You could do not, it. Not anymore. Not anymore. Oh. All right, and that's well. the price of doing quarterback business today. You're gonna have to pay the fifty to fifty five to sixty million dollars, and of course, it just makes sense because now next year, if you don't do anything at all, he's what is it sixty million dollars that he's gonna be owed next year? I think. Yeah, so something like that. That's the thing about like contract that. extensions is it brings numbers down. In, right. At least, so at least now, in the first couple. You can't get you can't let him have 60 million next year and then give Michael Parsons the highest contract in NFL uh defensive history, then find a way to pay CD Lamb and hope to God that Deron Bled is not asking for new money right now and all while build a new football team because you're gonna need some more offensive linemen as well. And a running back probably, you know, and another yeah. receiver. I bring Brandon Cooks on a one-year deal, and Stephon Gilmore is going to have. Yeah, there's, a, there's there's a lot of money that needs to be spread around, and some big names that got to get paid. Yep. So get ready for it. You'll get the Dak deal, and that'll be wonderful and fine. Just be happy that you have a good quarterback, and then see what you can build around him. And I do like. I'm down for that conversation all the time. I'm down for that conversation if your quarterback is. Um, like right now in Tampa, they're having that conversation because Baker's had a good year, mm-hmm. and most people are going, "Dude, we need to keep." baker around well guess what baker's going to get 40 million dollars because that's the cost of doing business for the quarterback who isn't in the conversation with the really 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 good quarterbacks and then if you have a guy that is in the top 10 well what they do is they go cool i'll take more than the last guy got and you just go boop 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 and that's fine uh but as far as this game uh one thing that is concerning to the jeffrey go third person on you is the performance of the defense the last month last four games i like to sort out my little charts and month stretches sometimes the last four games the cowboys are the 27th best defense in football on the season they're top i don't know five or six still something like that but over the last month they're 27th the offense is in the top seven they have played pretty good competition over their last month but still that is concerning the way you've been playing defensive football the fact that over the last four weeks you have four total sacks, one a game, as a, as opposed to the month before where you get about five a game. This defense is not playing well. I would imagine we agree that most of the reason is because they haven't been able to play the way they want to, which is we're kicking your ass, and now we get to rush the passer all the time. 
And Detroit, you better believe it, boy. If they could run a lot, they will run a lot. And they do it well. David Montgomery, almost five yards a carry. Jameer Gibbs, almost six yards a carry. They would love to run the ball. My magic belief is just that the Cowboys can get out hot in this game and make the Lions play the way that they don't want to because the Cowboys do that at home. They score points. It's It's got to be Dak. It's got to be CD. It's got to be touchdowns. And that puts you on the right track because if you let Montgomery and Gibbs get 40 carries between them against a run defense that is still going to be missing Jonathan Hankins, Jesse, I could get scared. Yeah. Um, Dan Quinn's going to come in here with the mentality that we're going to run the football. He's he's had a side conversation with Ben Johnson, and they said, listen, until these guys are able to stop us from running the football. Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell, you said Quinn. You threw me off. And I'm like, Quinn ain't calling offensive plays. Too many Dan's. Too many Dan's running around here. Too many Dan's. Too many three-letter first names, Dan and Ben and all the – sorry, excuse me, Dan Campbell. And Ben Johnson, they're going to have that side conversation. They're going to say, hey, we're going to run the football until they absolutely can stop it. Uh, and then once we do that, we're going to do what we do best in the league. We're going to play action pass. We're the number one team in the league, play action pass, right? So they're going to run the ball first. They're going to play action pass. And they got they, they, they run a lot of layered uh, route combinations. And, uh, you know, the one thing that I, I worries me about a little bit is you talk about the defense not getting the sacks in the last month. Go back to last year. That kind of curtailed towards the end of the season. As Micah goes, so does this defense sack total goes. And whether it's the holding or just the wearing down, same thing happened last year. Micah began to wear down, the defense began to wear down, and the things that they did well, the pressures, the sacks, the turnovers, those things begin to dissipate a little bit um, uh, as the season kind of drew, drew to a near. Uh, but the one area that's kind of been a struggle bus for the last couple months, you can kind of say, is the play of the safety position. You guys like J. Ron Curse and, and, and Donovan Wilson and Malik Cooker has been good on the back end, but those guys who've had to cover, um, uh, you know, uh, tight ends and such haven't been good. And, and they got a good Sam one. Sam Laporta's coming to town. They got a good one. They got a good one in Sam Laporta, and they get him the football. They try to get him the football as much as they possibly can, as well as Amara St. Brown. So, you know, those are the things that I look at and I go, they're going to definitely – like Dan Campbell wants to come in and impose his will. He understands that this offense is high-flying and high-powered at home, 40 points a game. They'll have the advantage. The place is going to be absolute white hot. It's going to be lit. The whole Jimmy Johnson thing at halftime, you're going to see in the sideline pregame, you'll watch it, you'll turn it on. They'll have the pictures of all the guys in their suits and you'll have the Michael Irvins of the world and the Emmitt Smiths of the world and the in the, in the, in the – uh, uh, Troy Aikman. I mean, it, it will be a number. I was talking to Nate Newton yesterday, and the list of people who are going to be here for this ceremony is going to be outrageous. And Dan looks at that and goes, you won't have, you know, God bless Jimmy Johnson and kudos to him going in the Hall of Fame. But Dan Campbell's getting these guys ready to say, damn it, they're not going to have a party while we're there. Like, you, they, they should have scheduled that another time. The, you know, make it personal. Do the whole Michael Jordan thing. I took this personal. So, I'm with you. I, I'm with you. The Cowboys are really good at home. But, you know, after losing two games in a row, where is this team at mentally? Where is this team at physically? Right? This is this is the end of the year. Everyone is beat up. The Lions are riding high. They just won the, the division for the first time in 30 years, oddly enough. Last time they won the division seemed like the last time we won the, you know, we got to the Super Bowl. But nonetheless, Mary Sanders, baby. Nonetheless, it's gonna be an exciting football game. I, I told people, I said, take the over. Whatever the points are on, on Bet Online, 
take the over. This thing, this thing is going to get out there. I, I think it's going to be thirty points apiece by both of these teams. I, I don't think it's going to be a lopsided blowout. I think it's going to be you're going to see points being scored on both sides. Neither one of these defenses, I think, can really stop what the other one does well. Uh, and that'd be the Cowboys passing the football, and that'd be the Lions running the football. So whatever the over is in the overall point total, give me the over. Okay, so I have it, and I wanted to see, because I already know my prediction in my head, and Vegas is good at this. The over-under is a half point under the score <laughs> I'm picking, because I'm going Cowboys 30, Lions 24. The over-under is 53 and a half. So that is, that's what they expect. They expect a... 28 26 give or take game i need the spread what's the spread surely the cowboys are favored by three or four uh uh, 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 uh. don't worry i'm just gonna do this cowboys are da, 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 da. why are you just giving me the over under i want the point spread you punks oh they're five and a half point favorites so they are picking yeah my score is the predicted vegas score basically 30 to 24 what's up <laughs> me i'm vegas give me your prediction <laughs> Uh, I, I was going 36-30. Woo! Cowboys win this football game. We're going to have fun. Cowboys? Yes. Okay. We love it. All right, Jesse. But I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if it went the other way. Like, like, like Detroit winning wouldn't shock me, but I'm picking the Cowboys to win. It wouldn't shock me, but I'm pretty confident this week. And it's only because I'm pretty confident in the Cowboys offense on the home yeah. track to go hang a bunch of points. And by the way, CeeDee Lamb is three catches away from breaking the all-time single-season Cowboys receiving record. Uh, three can you, three catches to do that. Now, it sounds easy enough, but we've seen the Cowboys. Now, nah, let me stop. Because when the Cowboys know a record's on the deal, they'll go out there and get it. And he's also 180 yards away from breaking the single-season Cowboys receiving record. Both of those records held by the great three-time Super Bowl champion, Hall of Fame wide receiver Michael Irvin. Oddly enough, think about this for a second. I think it's Michael, doable this week. I think it's doable this week. It might be. I think I think it might be as well. Outside I'm corners for Detroit. Point. Toast, toast, toast. Outside corners. <laughs> toast. <laughs> Michael Irvin was cooking in 95. Like Michael Irvin had 1,600 yards in a in a time where you know, passing wasn't the, it wasn't like it is now. It, it was fullback, tight end, running back. It was like we're gonna do this thing, 12 personnel. Like we're like we're Bad not gonna, Nates and curls for 1600 right. 21 personnel, 12 personnel, you know, we're not gonna so for Mike to get off and they didn't I think they only had time they, had, they might have had 16 games back at that point in time, whatever it was. So for Mike to get off at 1600 yards back then, he, he was cooking with grease, man. Him yeah. and Troy had that thing rocking and rolling. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate you. Happy holidays still. Almost happy new year for Jesse Holly, my dear friend, who I love very much. We also love you very much, by the way, yes. whoever you are, even if you are the slimiest, just worst, like we don't line up in any belief whatsoever. I like to believe you're doing your best. So remember, you have no idea what anyone's going through. Be cool to everyone. We love you. Be easy. Happy New Year, everybody. Eliminate the contingencies. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.